your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, last week, as the European Day for Victims of Crime was marked, I was joined on the show by Dr. Cindy Joyce from UL and Michelle Pukaber, CEO of the Crime Victims Helpline. There was a national academic conference in UL and Live 95 Sandra Quinn attended and she was talking to Dr. Susan Leahy, a lecturer in the School of Law and the director for the Centre of Crime, Justice and Victim Studies. Today, we're looking at the experiences of becoming a victim of crime. So we've had um, speakers this morning who've talked about rural crime, people's experiences of rural crime, how oftentimes victims of rural crime maybe don't even recognise they've been a victim of crime, maybe don't engage with the system at all. Um, We had some really interesting research as well from the Sexual Violence Survey, which for the first time in a long time looked at prevalence of sexual violence here in Ireland. Um, And also we looked at, I suppose, The challenges for victims of crime from minority groups or ethnic groups, so in particular the the rights and and expectations of victims of crime from the the travelling community. So we're looking at challenges in terms of, you know, people's experiences of victimisation. But today is also a day to advocate for change and to... Actually, things have come a long way in Ireland. So there was an EU directive on victims' rights in 2012, became operative here in Ireland in 2015. That has completely changed the landscape for victims of crime in the country now because what were once interests or things that we should do for victims to ease their journey through the process are now legally recognised rights. So now as a victim of crime you have a legal right to information, to support and to protection as you journey through the criminal justice system. And one of the key messages we want to get out there today is that if you are a victim of crime in Ireland and you're not receiving those things, then your rights are not being recognised and the state needs to do better. Now, you mentioned minority groups and travellers as well. Access, literacy, all of those things come into it in that some people may not have the tools or the resources to access the services. So the information almost becomes a barrier to them. Is that what you're finding? 100%. And of course, a really important thing to remember is that much of our legislation relating to victims of crime, it deals with rights you can expect in relation to when you report to Angarda Siakana or rights you have when you go to the court process. But it's really important to remember that the European Directive states quite clearly that you're a victim of crime once something happens to you. Your rights and entitlements are not dependent on you ever engaging with the criminal justice system. And as you quite rightly say, that means that across the community, when you um, represent to somebody that you are, you have been victimized in some way, you should be directly referred to services you might need, whether that's information about what you might do to get compensation, information about um, what you might do to protect yourself going forward, or support in the form of counselling or advocacy services. And as you quite rightly say, for certain groups in our society, be it for reasons of literacy or maybe because they're nervous of state institutions, that can be very, very difficult for them. So we've a lot done, but a lot of what we do for victims of crime is still quite dependent on those people coming forward and declaring that they want those rights. And we need to be more proactive in reaching victims of crime. 
And I wonder as well, is shame an integral part of that, that people feel they feel this almost blame, they blame themselves for being a victim and there is an integral shame attached to that, that they don't want to admit they've been a victim of crime, whether that is, as you say, a rural crime or um, often cases that I cover, unfortunately, of sexual violence. Sometimes people can feel like they have brought a situation on themselves, which they absolutely have not. Like the way you dress, the way you behave, the way you act does not mean that you should be open to being a victim of crime. That's not an acceptable view. I think most people would accept. But do you feel that shame and blame of the self is still maybe central to underreporting? I think it definitely is. I think for lots of reasons, um, people can blame themselves. Um, that can be just because of the simple questions people might ask someone in the aftermath of an offence. So if you're burgled, did you leave the door unlocked? Did you leave the window open? Also, actually, what research can tell us is that a negative side effect of crime prevention campaigns that tell us how to protect ourselves can actually be that then when a crime does happen to you, that you, you blame yourself because maybe you didn't take those steps. And those feelings of blame and shame are actually particularly pronounced now for victims of cybercrime or victims of fraud. Um, because in particular, those people we, we know from European research, they might be actually the most reluctant to come forward um, because they feel particularly if they've been scammed by a text message, by a link that they feel they shouldn't have clicked, they can really blame themselves. And they are a whole new cohort of victims that we're having to learn about and to learn how to support. So victimisation is changing constantly, which means the system needs to change to meet the requirements of all victims. That's Dr Susan Leahy, who is the Director for the Centre of Crime, Justice and Victim Studies at UL, chatting to Live 95, Sandra Quinn. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.